How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Hello and welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I am your host, Dr. Rob. And as always, I'm excited and very happy to be with you today. So how we doing? I hope you are well and it's all good. I have quite the podcast for you today. And without further delay, I want you to either, uh, I'm requesting that you either press the follow or subscribe button that way. You can be sure to get the latest compelling content that comes from Station B.O.B. And so today I have another top topic and that topic is forgiveness or shall I say the power of forgiveness because I have learned through my own life experience that there is Power in forgiving. And so today, not only will I share that with you, but I will also share the significance of why forgiveness is so powerful. And so let's get it going. Forgiveness, the power of forgiveness. And this is the scenario And my question to you is, would you be able to forgive either your brother or your sister if they had sex? If one, if that person had sex with your fiance while you traveled out of town on business, but not only did your sibling have sex with your fiance, but a baby was conceived in the process. Now, before we take a deep dive into this topic, I would, I first want to ask you, and I'm just saying this based on my own experience and what I have seen and the many people I have met and heard their grievances about friends and family members. I I just want to know, Why is it so hard for people to forgive others? Now, that's a pretty challenging scenario I just presented. 
you know, one of either your brother or your sister having sex with your fiance while you traveled out of town on business and then to get pregnant. That's beyond the imagination. And so, you know, I ask, why is it so hard to forgive? Why is it so hard for people to tell the truth? Why is it so hard for people to accept responsibility for the wrong that they do? These are principles that many of us are taught by our parents when we are children, yet as adults, these simple principles seem so hard to live up to for many of us, or should I say, for many people that we know. Now, this is not the topic of the podcast. It is just a question for you to ponder. So with that said, let's return to the topic of today. Could you forgive your brother or sister if they had sex with your fiance while you traveled out of town on business? And that sex with your fiance led to a pregnancy. Now that is the question. Forgiveness. What do you think? What are you thinking right now? Before we go any further, let, let's try to understand what forgiveness means. First, let's let's look at what forgiveness means from a biblical perspective. And then we'll look at forgiveness from a secular perspective. Just to add some religious seasoning to the topic, because I know some of you are out there, you know, holding on to your Bibles or looking for some scripture right now, but we're not going to church. It's, we are not going to church on this topic. We're just incorporating a biblical scripture because forgiveness, the topic of forgiveness is that deep. So a, a, a verse from the Bible on forgiveness says, remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. Psalms 103.10. Now, is it is forgiveness really that easy? I'm going to stop there because, as I said, you know, we don't want to go to church on this. We just want to keep the discussion light. So we'll get back on the topic. So that's what the Bible says about forgiveness. Or oh, that's one that's, there are many, there are, uh, let me just say, there's a lot of scripture on forgiveness in the Bible, but that is the one that I chose. Now let's look at the secular view on forgiveness. Forgiveness means letting go of your right 
to punish another and choosing through the power of your inner self the love you have to hold on to the other person rather than his or her offense. In other words, instead of holding on to the 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 wrong that has happened to you, what what I'm saying here is you hold on to the love. Hold on to the love that you have for the other person rather than his or her offense, the thing that they did wrong to you in the process of forgiving. The first barrier you have to remove when you forgive is within yourself. You have to decide to let go of the offense along with your desire to punish the other person. I'm going to I'm going to repeat that. You have to let go of the offense, the thing that the person did wrong to you, along with your desire to punish the other person. Now that, that right there is ocean deep. I mean, think about that. When, when, when we have been wronged, it's hard to not want to, not necessarily seek revenge, but to just somehow, some way, get even with the person who has trespassed against us. But what is really deep about that for me is that I actually had that experience while I was in the process of making the choice to not only let go of the anger I had for my ex-wife based on all of the mean and evil things she did to me while we were married, but also in the process, I realized that I had to forgive her. And at first, that was very hard for me to do. You might ask, why was it so hard to forgive your ex-wife, Dr. Rob? Well, I believe it was because she had done so many cruel, mean, and evil things to me that at first I found it hard to forgive her. And I think that's what the issue really is, you know, in terms of trying to forgive somebody is that what we have to forgive them for just seemed to hurt so much. And so, you know, I'm just going to repeat that, that I, that I think the answer as to why it is so hard to forgive, as I asked a few minutes ago or a minute ago, is because the pain you feel when you have been wronged 
it just hurt so much. And then somebody tells you, hey, you need to forgive her or you need to forgive him. And it, it they, they make it sound so easy. But the reality of it is that sometimes it's just not as easy as it sounds. And it seems like the more the wrong hurts, the harder it is to forgive. And I would love to share the pain and suffering I experienced at the hands of my ex-wife, but it would take three podcasts to share that horror story because my my experience with her it was bad before we got married it was even worse when we got married and then it was horrific after we divorced so just to get back to the topic can you forgive your brother or your sister if they had sex with your fiance while you were out of town on business and a baby was conceived from that sexual encounter. So let's fast forward. Cause you see, I'm going back and forth between my scenario and then the scenario based on the topic. So stay with me, stay with me. So now let's fast forward. You return home from your business trip and you start to see some unusual behavior from your sibling and your fiance. Nobody seems to have missed you the way that they used to miss you when you traveled on business. And you're wondering what is going on here? Nobody is communicating Yet, you know, they're not, they haven't told you about the sex or the pregnancy. And then one day, boom, you overhear your sibling and your fiance arguing about the pregnancy and the other issues in their relationship. What now? Is it a fight? Is it silence and then a fight? What do you say? Who do you say it to? Oh, my God. We'll pick up on that on the other side of the promo. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. 
Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. Okay, welcome back. So, as I was saying, you stumble upon your brother or sister and your fiancé arguing in a room somewhere about the pregnancy and the other issues in their relationship. Picture that in their relationship and you're supposed to have a relationship with your fiance. So what now? What do you do? Matter of fact, what the heck do you do now? Your engagement is off. Your wedding is canceled and the baby is born. Could you forgive either your sibling and or your fiancé or both of them? That's the question. And so while you think about that, now let me take you or let me tell you what happens when you do not forgive. When we don't forgive, I came to realize by way of my own life experience with forgiving or not forgiving. And so when you don't forgive, you give that person power over your life. They can affect the way you feel. They can affect the way you think, and they can affect the way you behave. You may not attend, you know, important family events or fun family events, the family reunion, Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas, birthday parties. You could make decisions to opt out of all of those special occasions because the other person that you will not forgive, that you are still mad at because they have wronged you, affects all of those different emotions and your ability to feel good about interacting with your own family. You feel me? I mean, this is pretty serious. So... How do you want to live? Do you want to live being stuck in your anger? Stuck in the past? Giving away the power over your life? And when I say giving away, giving away the power over your life, I'm talking about your, your power, your ability to be happy, your, your, the joy that you would normally experience if you participated in these family events or, or had some type of relationship 
with a person or people who have wronged you. You see, if you don't forgive, you know, sometimes people say, I won't, I forgive you, but I won't forget. Even if you may forget at that time, that bad feeling, that bad memory will continue to surface. And when it does, when it does, it may dictate how you behave. It may trigger your anger. Let me just repeat that. It may trigger your anger. You know, sometimes my words start falling over one another and I don't enunciate properly. So I had to repeat that. In a sense, you become a you become a prisoner to that experience and your self incarceration. I mean, listen to that. Self incarceration where we we lock ourselves up over our bad experiences. We lock ourselves up. And so, as I said, your self-incarceration over that issue confines you to a bad space, which then gives that person who trespassed against you power over your life. Now, is that how you want to live your life? Confined to your anger? Where that person can trigger trigger your anger, trigger your behavior, make you feel bad, make you not want to attend family functions, make you want to fight. All of that says you allow you are allowing your feelings to be dictated to you by another person. Whereas if you did not harbor that anger, those feelings, that person would not be able to cause you to feel the way you do. And that is an example of giving your power to other people. And ultimately, they take away your joy and your ability to feel good. Are you, are you hearing me? When you give your power away, you allow the other people or the other person to take away your ability to feel good. So, take back your life from the grips of that person because because you are angry and you cannot forgive them. You have to let go of that to free yourself from your past and forgive that person. Not for them. You do not forgive them for them but you forgive them to set yourself free from the pain of that bad experience. And this will allow you to stop looking back and start looking forward with a fresh new set of eyes and a new perspective. And I know this, 
to be true because this happened to me. Hold up. Let me back up for a second. I stand corrected. When I said this happened to me, I am not talking about that my brother or sister had sex with my fiance and got pregnant. What I'm talking about is I I had a very difficult experience or a myriad of experiences, if you will, that that were perpetrated by my ex-wife and it put me in a bad place in a bad space for for a minute there and so I had to forgive her so that's what I that's what I mean when I said this happened to me so I don't want to misspeak and be misunderstood and so because you know in a minute I would like to share Briefly, I'll give you a summary of some of the experiences that I had, you know. But be before I share that, before I share that story, um, excuse me. Well, you know what? Let me just do that now. I want to I want to share a few tidbits about my experience, which led me to have this epiphany to open my eyes and help me understand that I had to forgive her because it was the my anger my emotions were were wearing me down and so I just want to take a minute I had to write these things down just to kind of capture some points you know that I want to make to you about what led me to have to forgive my ex-wife. And mind you, this is just a summary. There are so many more experiences that I could share, but I just wanted to kind of touch on some of the things that that stand out, you know. So let me start with the, I. you know, this is while we were married. You know, I always had this idea that I wanted to start my own business. And so in, in, in my earlier years, I was a human resources professional. And so I wanted to become a um, entrepreneur and be a, a human resources consultant. And so I, I went to an event where um, I, to promote my business and now you know this is this is like the perfect scenario for the dream killers. Um, you know, you can marry a person that you know is really not interested in your dream. They, you know, sometimes your your mate, your partner, your spouse may not want to see you succeed at anything, and and they may have the view that they want you to rely on them. And that was sort of my scenario in this instance, because at the time, you know, my ex-wife, she, you know, she was making more money than I did at the time. But I was cool with that because I was on the come up and and my salary, you know, my earnings were soon to 
increase as well. But the point is, I always had an entrepreneurial type of spirit. And so as an HR professional, I saw a way that I could become a consultant and earn some fees for my HR skills. So I went to an event to promote my new business, which was entitled The Personnel Touch. And while I was at that event, the ex-wife called me and told me that she had been in an automobile accident. And so, of course, I leave the event. I get home only to find out that she was not injured. She did not file a police report. She didn't notify the, the insurance company, nor did she have any injuries or go to the hospital. And so I began to smell a rat. And I came to realize, not to mention, that when I said she was in an auto accident, she was. And there was more than $3,000 of damage to my brand new car, my Acura Integra. But I was a little miffed by the fact that she was not injured. She did not file a police report. This is what she's telling me. She didn't notify the insurance company. And then I, I began to think that she crashed this car on purpose. There was not another car was not involved. She claimed she crashed into a fire hydrant. So, of course, a, a big argument broke out. But. That was that scenario. And then I came, there came a time where I wanted to, you know, I've always been funny. And so now I wanted to try my hand at, at comedy. So I set up some, some comedy events at some comedy clubs in New York. And I remember I bought her a camcorder for Christmas and she knew how to work this camcorder because, because we had used it previously so now i get to the comedy club it's my first show i'm excited can't wait but i wanted to record my shows just so i could you know look at my videos and learn from them what my mistakes are you know that type of thing so she was late for the show so i gave the camcorder to one of my good buddies and asked him to record me and we the the camera was all set up to go however the wife shows up. And so the good husband that I was, or that you know, the good husband that I was, I, I told my friend, I said, give her the camera. Let her do it. This is my wife, you know, at least I thought. And so it just so happens that it was a big crowd at the comedy club. It was the Boston Comedy Club in the village in New York City. My first real comedy show, I've been funny all my life. You know, the class clown. I'm funny with with my family, around my family and friends. So now I'm at a real comedy show. And I got everybody cracking up. So after the show, she's right up front. I walk over to her. I kneel down. I say, how did I do? She said, you did good. And I said, did you get it? You know, meaning, did she record the my performance? And then she didn't look at me. She wasn't making eye contact. So I got a, a bad feeling, like, right away. I was like, Rob, this is not going to be good, but okay. I said, did you get it? 
And she said, no, the camera didn't work. The camera didn't work. I had been doing, you know, test runs with my friend in the comedy club prior to her arrival. And the camera was on pause. All she had to do is press the red button, the start button on the camcorder, and she would have recorded my show. But instead, she said the camera didn't work. And she did not record my show. I was devastated, mortified, blown away. I could not believe that. And that right there confirmed for me that she was, in fact, a dream killer because here she did not. I mean, she she crashed my car. And if I had any doubts before then, I was certain at that time that that is what happened. So now she doesn't record my comedy show, my first comedy show. I was I was ready to divorce her at that point, but I hung in there only to get dragged through some more misery. So now we're divorced, and the ex-wife, she took me to court for child support. I mean, I was paying the child support when I was working, but at this particular time, now I'm unemployed. I'm a diabetic insulin dependent, and I could not even afford my insulin because I had no health benefits. She took me to court for, you know, the child support in the rears. I was in the rears with my child support. And it turns out she sent her oldest brother to represent her in court. Wow. She went to the Bahamas of course, I got hit over the head with mandatory payments and, and things of that sort. And But I was devastated that the court showed no mercy on me as a diabetic, a working man who at that time was just unemployed. And it seemed like when I was at my worst times, my worst moments in life, she saw that as an opportunity to exacerbate the situations. Then we had a scenario where she would lie in family court and said that I was, you know, giving her a hard time about different things. And then, then she requested a court appointed mediator. And that was a $3,000 expense. Meanwhile, I'm still unemployed now. And we had to split the cost of the mediator. So that means I owe $1,500. In addition to the $880 a month I was paying in child support, not to mention rent, I had rent, card, note, credit cards, easy pass. You mentioned it. You, you, you see, I could go on and on. This was bad. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to share the, you know, all of the stories because it, it, this would turn into a horror story for for me. Maybe I'll I'll share one more because this was a this was a major one. I had a scenario where she put soap in my nine year old daughter's mouth, and I, me, my daughter and I, we were at Boston Market, and eat while eating. My daughter said. She said, Daddy, I got to tell you something. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? She was like, I was like, anything. She said, Dad, 
My mother spanked me and put soap. No, she put soap in my mouth and spanked me because I spoke out of turn in school. Well, once again, I was blown away that my daughter, her mother put soap in her mouth. She was nine years old. Oh, my God. And what happened after that? I'm going to share that with you on the other side of this break. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. All right, welcome back. So I'm going to finish that story, but you can see some of this stuff is really climatic and dramatic. But I don't want to bore you with my previous horror stories, but I must share this last story with you and just, you know, try to be in there with me and understand that these were some pretty serious scenarios that caused me a lot of pain, anger, money, emotional distress. So with this last situation, the ex-wife, my daughter tells me that her mother put soap in her mouth and spanked her. So the good daddy that I am, I call DIFAS, which is the Child Services Agency in New Jersey, if you're not aware. And DIFAS investigates, and they say, Mr. Gardner, you know, this whole thing is bad, but there's no black and blue. We need to see black and blue marks. And so they didn't do anything about that. So two weeks later, you know, it was my time again to pick up my daughter. I can't wait to see her because I'm wondering how her life was in that house with her mother after she told me about the soap. So I go to a gymnasium because my daughter, she's, she was nine, but she had already started playing basketball. And so I get to the gym to pick her up, and the mother tells me, well, she's not going with you. She doesn't want to go with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She doesn't want to go with me. It's my weekend. My daughter's going with me. So we go back and forth, and um, then my daughter comes over. I'm like, you know, come on, Taylor, it's time to, you know, get our weekend started. She's like, Daddy, I don't want to go with you. I'm like, wait a minute, Taylor. What do you mean you don't want to go with me? I'm thinking in my mind two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you tell me about the, 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 the spanking, the beating, and the soap in the mouth, and now you're telling me you don't want to go with me? Like, what is going on? So now I'm back to to 
to the ex-wife and I'm talking to her. I'm like, listen, this is my weekend. What are you doing? And, and I'm up close. Well, I'm up close because we're in the middle of a crowded gymnasium while, you know, the families and parents are watching their children play basketball. So I'm like, like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? She's coming with me. It's my weekend. And out of nowhere, the ex-wife yells in the gym, call the police. And she does this as if, you know, she's a damsel in distress, like I'm doing something to hurt her. So we were having this discussion, but it was an angry discussion, and, and we were up close. But she yells out, call the police. Now, she's in her, you know, city in, in New Jersey, and nobody knows me. I'm the father just trying to get my daughter. She yells out, call the police. All the men in the gym start running at me. Hey, man, we're not doing that up here. You know, you need to get the bleep out of here. No, just down. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Y'all, I, listen, I'm trying to spend time with my daughter. Y'all don't have any idea what's going on up in here. And I'm taking my daughter with me. So then she says, call the police. Oh, my God. So I'm, I, I walk over to my daughter, take her by the hand. The ex-wife has the other hand. Now, she's pulling my daughter. We're having a tug of war with my daughter. I'm pulling her. She's pulling her. She has already told the people to call the police. And I can feel my daughter's hand slipping away from me as I'm pulling her to, to, to leave with me. But she's pulling away from me. And I'm like, Taylor, like, what are you doing? And my daughter ran away from me. She ran into the arms of some people waiting for her. In their mind, they're protecting her from me. And they should have been protecting her from her mother. But they don't know any better. So my daughter runs to the people in the crowd. They take her, that, like I said, to keep her from me. The cops come. Now I'm outside. I am confused, distraught, brokenhearted. It was bad. You name it, it was bad. I can't even put an adjective on it. At any rate, I explained to the police what happened, and I left without my daughter. They did not arrest me because I didn't do anything bad. I called my wife. This is the good wife, the the, the new wife. I called my wife. And I tell her that Taylor has been turned against me. And I cried all the way home. I was just totally brokenhearted. I mean, my daughter was my ace boon coon. And the mother had turned her against me after she put soap in her mouth and spanked her. Picture that. So... I'm going to get off of that story, but I just wanted to take you back into some of the gory details of the experiences that I had with the ex-wife. And so now I'm going to get to my experience that speaks to the power and the goodness of forgiveness. This is back say 2005 I just have had another bad year with her at this point I'm five years in 
of a 10-year struggle in and out of family court. But now, 2005, I'm just at my wit's end. I'm driving to work. It's pouring down raining. And I'm yelling and screaming and cursing, you know, about her. Nobody's in the car with me. I'm just talking to myself. But I'm yelling, screaming, and cursing. I'm mad at her, the court system, the judges, all the bad decisions that I had received as a result of this uh, whole child support, the child support, the bad decisions. Meanwhile, I didn't have an issue with child support. It's just that child support was being used as a weapon to hurt me, and boy, was it hurting me. You know, people at work and my friends used to say to me, Rob, you looking good, man. Are you working out? Like, what's going on, brother? And I used to say, no, no, I'm not working out. I'm on that new diet. And they would say, what diet? I would say that child support diet where I can't afford to buy any food. Okay? So it was it was that serious. So at any way to keep the story moving, I'm driving. Um, I'm working again, so I'm driving to work this day, but I'm crying, cursing. And I said to myself, Rob, Rob, look at the power that you are giving this woman look at the power she has over your life she's not even in the car with you and you are yelling screaming and cursing get a grip get a grip and then i started to think i started to think i said rob you gotta let this go man you are in a bad space right now you're yelling and screaming and cursing and crying and she's not even in the car with you Look at the power that you are giving to her over your life. I said, Rob, you got to let this go, man. You got to let this go. And so I decided, I said, yeah, I'm going to let go of my anger for her, the court system, the judges, the court officers, anybody that had anything to do with family court. I, I was mad at everybody. And so... I decided that I had to let go of my anger for her. Meanwhile, I was not angry at her per se. I divorced her. I moved on from her. I just wanted her to stop the madness, stop the craziness. So now I said, you know, yes, I'm going to let that go. And then I said to myself, Rob, you, you have to forgive her. I said, oh, my God, I cannot forgive her. Oh, my God. But then I realized that in order to truly let this go and to free myself from what I had been holding on to regarding my anger and and all of those negative feelings, that I, I also had to forgive her. And so by the time I arrived at my destination, I decided that not only will I let this go, but also I will forgive her. And I tell you, it was like it was pouring down raining. But when I decided to let this go and forgive her, it was like the sun came out and I started to feel relief. I stopped crying. And then... 
it was like presto. The idea to write my first book popped into my head. I I could not believe that the way this happened. I was I kept looking back. I was angry. I was hurting. I was a lot of things that were not good. But the idea to write my first book was born when I decided to let go of my anger for her. I mean, yes, my anger, you know, that was caused by her or that I allowed her to cause me to to feel. And the idea to write my first book was born. Well, as you know, by now I have written three books. I went back to school to get a second master's degree in social work. I changed careers. I became a social worker. I started doing public speaking about unhealthy, abusive relationships. And now I am in a doctoral program working on a PhD because I really, really have it figured out now how to help people understand how to find healthy relationships. And I am excited about what I'm, what I am doing. And this, this was all caused because I decided to let go of my, my pain, my anger for her, and I decided to forgive her. And that, my friend, is the power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness is real. And it can set you free from your pain, your hurt. It can stop you from looking back at a bad person, a bad experience, a bad memory, and you, you know, forgiving is not letting the other person off the hook like they get off cheaply, like you didn't get a chance to give them back. That's not what forgiveness is about. It's not like you, you don't let the other person off the hook. You let yourself off the hook from your past. And so the scenario that is the topic of this podcast episode today can you forgive your brother or sister if they had sex with your fiance while you traveled out of town on business that is a heavy scenario right there and i hope that nobody has to experience that but the point is is that usually I don't want to say usually, but many times when we have to forgive somebody, it's usually because we have been hurt so bad. And the the brother or sister who would cheat on you with your fiance, that's a bad scenario. But that's a real scenario. It's probably happening somewhere right now. Hopefully it's not happening to you. But I just wanted to give you a an extreme example of what or something or scenario that you might find yourself in one day and that you have to, or I don't want to say have to, but it would behoove you to exercise the power of forgiveness. Life is meant to be good. 
To make it good, we have to do the hard things, like letting go of our pain, forgiving those who have trespassed against us. You see what happened to me? That can happen to you if you let go, if you forgive and stop looking back so you can see all the good, all the blessings that await you. But if you do not stop looking back by not letting go, by not forgiving, you will not free yourself from your past. So forgive your brother or forgive your sister and your ex-fiance. Because at this point, they would be your ex by choosing to close the chapter on that experience and open the next chapter and embrace the blessings that await you. Trust me, that experience changed my life and I am forever thankful for it. And that's a wrap for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And letting me spend some time with you. I hope this was beneficial for you and anybody else that you may share this podcast with or talk to about it. As always, you can get my podcast anywhere you get your other podcasts. And remember, love is an action, not a word. And it's not supposed to hurt. Until we meet again, my friend. Don't hurt nobody. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com see my website relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling consulting and educational programs related to life love and work finally in the words of the late great reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. if I can help somebody as I pass along if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.